I'm Kathleen Anderson, part skeptic, part believer, and your host of The Eclipse. Welcome to my podcast, where I dive into the unknown, seeking truth and hope with a healthy dose of skepticism and humor. Hello, hello, and welcome to our fifth episode of The Eclipse. Before we begin, let me first say thank you for joining me today. And if you have listened to all of the other the first four episodes, I thank you immensely for sticking through this maiden voyage I'm taking into podcasting. You tuning in to this podcast is supporting a veteran creator, and that is a huge thing for me. There are so there are thousands and thousands and thousands of podcasts for you to choose from, and the fact that you took the time to listen to mine means the world to me. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This episode, I'm diving into that beautiful orb in the night sky, the moon. Yes, the moon. It's probably one of the first things you look up at as a child and wonder about. At least, I think so. I used to always find it comforting when I was deployed or stationed far from home to look up at the night sky and see the moon. Knowing that it was the same moon people back at home were seeing was a comfort and made me feel less alone. It wasn't until I left home and joined the military that I found out that there are actually people who believe that the moon landing was faked. I mean, I had heard about this phenomenon, but I'd always thought, I guess, that it was like a practical joke and that people didn't really believe that we faked the moon landing as if like, you know, these people were all just like super strange and probably living in some sort of bunker somewhere that they weren't just regular people. So imagine my surprise when I had friends, regular old living, breathing, rational people tell me that they were either not sure we landed on the moon or point blank, flat out didn't believe it. I mean, how could that be? Like we have moon rocks that they brought back that are literally on display, like not just in museums, but in the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. It's true. It's, it's really quite beautiful. They have it embedded in a stained glass window, and the glass window looks like, a, looks like the solar system. It's really just quite breathtaking. But alas, there are people all over the world that think the moon landing was faked. And of course, that means people have written books about it too, which reminds me, I really need to get serious about writing a book. I feel like everybody except me has a book these days, so I don't, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I really need to hunker down and write a book. So speaking of authors and faking the moon landing, former U.S. Naval officer Bill Casing claimed he had inside knowledge that the moon landing was faked and you guessed it, wrote a book that he called We Never Went to the Moon, America's $30 billion swindle. I mean, that's that's quite the title. That's a good title. In this book, Mr. Casing argued that he had learned from scientists associated with the programs that there was no way that we had the scientific ability to bring astronauts back from the moon. So it had to be fake. So essentially there were scientists that worked with these, you know, these lunar missions in some fashion that said like, look, we could get, we have the capability to get astronauts to the moon, but there's no way that we could bring them back. We do not have that scientific technological capability. So in his book, he lists various arguments associated with this, such as like the lack of stars on lunar surface photos and other various arguments. This kind of running theme 
is how what most people use who believe that we fake the moon landing. Like other arguments are that there's like a visible letter C on a moon rock, which I guess is supposed to indicate that it was manufactured where? Maybe like in China, I guess. I mean, I suppose everything else is made in China. So why not? Like my, my COVID tests were made in China for Pete's sake that are like still just sitting in my closet. Um, so I mean, why not? Who knows? The reality is that there are anywhere between five and 10% of Americans who legitimately don't believe we landed on the moon. Like, for real. Joe Rogan questioned the validity of the moon landing. Although, I mean, I suppose if anyone would question it in Hollywood, he would be on that list. I mean, no offense. He's just very open to different ideas and strange things, which I think is very cool. He's very punk rock. I'm very punk rock. I dig it. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe it was fake. Joe Rogan tends to be right more than he's wrong. Like, oh my gosh. Did I just talk myself into believing the moon landing was faked? Oh, wait, no, I didn't, because of course it wasn't faked. <laughs> but to be fair, so faking the moon landing, that conspiracy theory is just like, just barely grazing the top of the lunar surface of strange theories that surround our celestial orbital. Some believe it might be an alien space station that is monitoring us. Like, I mean, that would be odd, because you'd think the astronauts that landed on the moon and have orbited the moon would have seen them, right? They would have noticed them. But, I mean, that's the rub, right? If we never landed on the moon, then of course they haven't seen them, right? But, I mean, even if you have that argument, what about our super powerful telescopes, both here on Earth and up in space? Wouldn't they have seen the aliens out, like, walking around on a smoke break or looking back at us through their telescopes? This is where we dive kind of into the idea, another conspiracy theory that is easily my favorite, which is the the theory that the moon is hollow. So there's a theory that the moon is hollow. Like, think like those really scrumptious chocolates that are shaped like balls but are hollow on the inside. Ooh, maybe the moon is made of chocolate instead of cheese. Now that I could be down for. Not because I like chocolate more than cheese, quite the opposite, and is a completely different conversation. Like literally, my whole family kind of makes, you know, decisions on whether they're going to continue to associate with somebody based on the fact if they would, you know, if you had to give up chocolate or cheese for the rest of your life, which one would you give up? For the record, there is a right answer, and the right answer is chocolate. Um, but now... But, you know, but I would imagine back back to the, the the point of the moon. If the moon was made of chocolate, it would probably fare better in space than cheese. Although I have absolutely no scientific reasoning to back that up. So let's get back to the moon being hollow. The idea is that since it's hollow, which it's not, by the way, but let's say it is, the aliens are actually inside the moon. Interestingly, there is also a theory that the Earth is hollow even though it is not. People who believe it are called hollow earthers, not to be confused with flat earthers, which is also not true, but that's another episode. China has a moon rover on the moon, obviously, and it was sent over to investigate what looked like a mysterious hut on the far side of the moon. For those that don't know, the far side of the moon is what we've generally called the dark side of the moon. Anyway, I like how they described it as a hut. Like maybe the aliens that reside there and watch us are more like Bedouins or at the minimum like minimalists like my husband and I. They don't need no big fancy house. Just give me a hut with running water and a toilet and I'm set. 
So what do I think about these moon things? I think the moon is just the moon. Nothing more, nothing less. I do think, though, if alien life does come to our solar system, that if I was them, I would park it either at the moon or probably better yet, Mars, so that I could observe us from like a safe distance. Yeah, I think Mars would be better because we aren't really able to like really get there yet. We're not really to put like boots on ground, as they say in the military. And you never know if you are aliens. Like maybe you come to our solar system and you don't know if we're cool. You don't know if you really want to hang out with us. So I feel like, you know, just that's how I kind of view new people that I meet all the time. I often just like to kind of watch them from a distance, gauge if I want to get them, get to know them or not. Like not in a creepy way or anything, just, you know, you kind of want to see like you seem cool at first, but I might later find out that you're like super weird and you, I don't know, have a exorbitant amount of samurai sword collection in your basement or something strange like that. So I think aliens would be wise to kind of do the same, park it at Mars and watch us from there and see if like, hey, are are these people cool or do they have an exorbitant collection of samurai swords in their basements? Maybe we don't want to hang with people like that. If it's not just the moon, I mean, I do kind of hope it's hollow because that's kind of a cool, kind of a cool idea. But I don't want it to be like an alien space station because I feel like that's just very Star Wars lame-o to me. It's, It's too much... It's too much, you know, Death Star for me, I guess. Um, but it would be cool if it was hollow, I think. It would be kind of a neat phenomenon. Stay tuned as we will be starting production on the next five episodes of The Eclipse. What will we discuss? Who knows? Maybe I'll do an entire episode on Hollow Earth. I'm going to be honest with you. Hollow Earth sounds like something from like a J.R.R. Tolkien book. And I hated the Hobbit series. I hated it. I know I'm an outlier, but I just can't. It's just a bunch of like short people with hairy feet walking for a long time. And then they throw jewelry into a volcano and then you're done. It's just super boring. I can't. Yeah, I feel like Hollow Earth is just something from a J.R. Tolkien book. Um, but maybe I'll talk about Lou Elizondo. I mean, does he know the truth about UFOs and what our government knows or doesn't know? Who knows? I mean, or is he just really good at stringing some yarn if you catch my catch my drift? Um, I don't know. I mean, I like Lou. I, I've I've chatted with him. Uh, I mean, I, I would love to do an episode. I'd love to have him on the show. That would be great. Um, but I think, you know, that's a huge question out there in the UFO Twitterverse is like, You've got the Lou Elizondo camp, and then you have the camp that's like, oh, we kind of think he's just kind of stringing us along. It's it's a it's a unique little dichotomy there. Ooh ooh, or I could discuss what I think happened to JFK's brain because the government lost it. In case she didn't know that, so that's pretty interesting. Thank you again for listening, and please take the time to follow my podcast on my Substack or on Spotify. Find me on Twitter at at Mohawk Moderate, and please swing by thepoliticalinsider.com to read my articles and those of other highly talented fellow writers. My name is Kathleen Anderson, and you've been listening to The Eclipse.